I'd like to begin the episode with a greeting for some people who have a birthday. It's Aaron Ketterman, Lambert Guinea Pig, Benny Carlson, Jeff Teruli, and Malik Douglas. Now, how crazy would it be if they actually had birthdays? Let me know if that happened. Uh, what we're really doing, thanking our patrons. People have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and uh, kicked us some money and helped support the shows and the network. You can go and be like them, and we really appreciate it. Now, on with the show. I'm serious about that birthday thing, though. That'd be really cool. Now, on with the show. <laughs> My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are doing a special episode about Chuck E. Cheese and Showbiz Pizza. Those uh, combination arcade pizza parlors and kids entertainment centers. First opened in 1977. It is the place where a kid can be a kid. Yeah. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese, where a kid can be a kid. Showbiz Pizza, where anybody can be a kid. Yes, already more inclusive and superior. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm coming out swinging <laughs> for my, for my Showbiz Pizza roots. Uh, yeah, no. uh, Showbiz Pizza comes off better, uh, comes off a lot better in the, uh, in, in the story uh, of the, uh, of these two businesses. Because anything Nolan Bushnell touches turns to like cocaine infested kind of scumminess. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know, man, that guy, <laughs> that uh, everything, guy. even though the, uh, the showbiz guy also Ooh. in reputation is not great. Uh, even really? though I, I kind of respect him in a weird way. We're, we're going to talk about all this shit. Uh, this is, uh, for people who are used to the normal format of this show. Um, we used to, and will occasionally in the future do special, uh, we call them topics episodes, mm -hmm. which is a little silly because we do that a topic during every dispatch. Um, <laughs> but we've done them on things like game books or Nintendo power magazine, things that are related to, uh, to games, but yeah. aren't an individual game. Uh, in the past, like, uh, for example, we did an episode on Tetris and that is a weird game for our regular format. There's gameplay to talk about, but like, it's super interesting to talk about the story of the creation and the way that it spy worked shit. its way to the West. Yeah. Spy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be kind of similar. Like we're going to talk about, I mean, it, yes, like what you could do at these, at these places that are a part of a lot of American childhoods, especially people around our age. Um, but, um, we are also going to talk about kind of the founding and just the stories of these interesting, 
these interesting businesses and their weird legacy. Yes. Yeah. I am sure there's an equivalent for people who are not American. Yes. I don't know. No, don't know what it is, but like, it'd be really weird if there wasn't, this feels like a universal idea mm-hmm. to me. Uh, one of the things I was, th- so one reason I wanted, to, I, I brought up this idea of doing this, this topic now mm-hmm. is because, uh, as much as the physical locations of these are unpopular, the idea of these has never been more popular. Right. Uh, what with your uh, custom nights and your, <laughs> uh, you know, your five nights and such. The idea of an animatronic arcade is in the public consciousness with the youths mm-hmm. in a way that it hasn't been since kids were going to these in the 80s. Yes. And it's weird um, because the kids who are crazy about your Five Nights at Freddy's, what, what what's Custom Nights? What's that? Uh, that's another Five Nights at Freddy's gotcha. uh, spinoff or alike. I don't, I don't know exactly. Yeah, yeah. The kids who are crazy about these are way too young to have ever gone to one of them, at least in their, yeah. you know, in what we consider to be their heyday. heyday. Yeah. You know, at least, I mean, especially when there was, um, you know, a, a real full animatronic show, right? Yeah, there are kind of versions of them that, we'll, and we'll talk about that. Like, yeah. there are still kind of places you can get this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not entirely dead, but it, it's certainly it's an, a thing that lives on more in the idea, yeah, than the execution. It reminds me of how um, the save symbol is the little floppy disk. Oh yeah, you know, or uh, in the Shadowrun campaign I'm running, I had to have somebody try to roll down their window. <laughs> and it, you know, it's 2050 and I still had him do the, uh, manual roll down because you can't mime pressing a button, no, you know, for rolling down a window. So like the, the kind of turn the crank is always going to be rolled down your window, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And it, it's, uh, it's worth talking about cause this is something, uh, that at least I, for me, I have a lot of affection for, yeah. uh, and fascination in, uh, you know, looking back, this kind of revival has caused a lot of information on the stuff. Uh, to come out. So we're kind of living in a golden age of text on these things. I mistakenly thought there was a book that I could read. Uh, I would, the person who uh, runs showbizpizza.com is working on a book. Yes. That's what, what confused me. I thought that was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not out, but there is just a wealth of material about this stuff. Yeah. Tons of stuff uh, on YouTube. There are fans who are cataloging show tapes and uh, tracking down like is still extant animatronic shows you know, um, a rock of fire explosions that are, uh, kind of like reskinned and still, uh, in circulation in commercial yes. establishments, deteriorating and traumatizing, uh, a generation of kids anew. And, and, and that's also the, the, you know, the obvious yes. elephant in the room is that this stuff is just creepy and cool looking. <laughs> it's the reason why five nights works. And as much as that's like a little kid thing that it's really easy to scoff at, uh, it's undeniably a great idea. Yes. You know, like it, it, it is undeniably something that is part of our collective scaricules. Yes. You know, uh, it happened this. Uh, this is also a kind of a sister episode to episodes we've done on arcades and fun centers. Uh, but we did our fun center episode like eight years ago, <laughs> you know, so it's been a long time since we talked about this idea and it's a, a really important idea. Like one of the things I like for the show is when we take video games outside of just home console stuff. Yeah. Um, I got another, you know, next time we have a good hole in the schedule and things aren't super coveted up, it'd be fun to do another arcade episode. It really would. That stuff is, that is, that is real fun. And that's, that's video games. That stuff's mm-hmm. important. Very. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, I have a bibliography. I don't know if it makes sense to put it in the uh, post or to kind of mention some sources at the end. Uh, like you said, I thought there would be books about this. Weirdly, there aren't. Uh, I even yep. went back to books that I got about uh, kind of the founding of Atari and the you know Silicon Valley back in the day uh, for that episode. And, you know, just did searches for Chuck E. Cheese, Showbiz Pizza, nothing, not even mentioned. Usually I like to be a little bit more researched up on this. Ended up going to a lot of videos. Um, there's mm-hmm. a there, there's a real uh, neat documentary um, that is uh, the, the, that was produced back in 2008 called Rock of Fire Explosion. Uh, that ended up looking at and just tons of tons of people who have already kind of gone and uh, collated a lot of this information, um, including on showbizpizza.com, which is entirely fan maintained. Yeah, that was the that was the big one uh that, that i ended up using mm-hmm. uh that has a lot of the actual text and then that documentary which i have now seen a few times mm-hmm. uh because it is a weird comfort food thing yeah. i really like the lovable weirdos in that you know, the human <laughs> weirdos in that movie um and then various youtubes it ends up having that kind of thing whenever you're dealing with uh non-primary text where people are collating the same information yeah yeah so it gets kind of repetitive to to research via video mm-hmm this stuff uh and i understand we're also contributing to that yes but uh i think that also we're very well equipped to uh you know to make the jokes that we can make about uncle clunk i think so i think <laughs> you know other p uncle clunk the the atrocity <laughs> the, the, fa- uh, the foul uh, uncle clunk yeah yeah the the loathsome <laughs> uncle clunk eater. uh yeah like I, I think that we we can hopefully bring a spin to it mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh let's uh and so yeah let's talk about our sources kind of at the end those are the big ones yeah yeah you know at least for me um but yeah we can uh we'll, we'll detail those out to do our our kind of due diligence yeah. um recommended uh recommend you can you will have a good time searching uh chuck e cheese or showbiz pizza in a youtube search bar mm-hmm. um scroll past the modern chuck e cheese stuff it's pretty grim <laughs> i i watched some of that stuff uh but it, it's good to have a point of comparison it is and then just find fan projects and archival footage and it is uh i one of the things i was thinking about in the run-up to this right so uh something happens i get a time machine <laughs> i don't know what to do with it i just have it um and you know am i am i stopping 9-11 i don't know how to do that <laughs> You know, I, I don't, I, am I, am I, I just, I just don't want to know where to start. Uh, you know what I would know what to do though? Go back to a bunch of showbiz pizzas. Yeah. Just set up a few different like, locations. Maybe follow uncle yeah. clunk around. Yeah. Go on the clunk tour, <laughs> you know, uh, buy a bunch of showbiz t- pizza animatronics at rock bottom prices, <laughs> put them in a storage cabinet for me in the future. Yeah. Just you know? to keep, not I, to resell. I, <laughs> No, no, I would, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be for value. It'd be to create some kind of horrible army. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be to have a crew. Yeah, set up a festival. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be to roll up to the club like nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> on a, yeah, on a flatbed trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, oh, I hear it's somebody's birthday. And then just my legion comes up behind me. You know? <laughs> Uh, it's like the Statue of Liberty is there, Dracula is there, like it's it's all kinds of weird fuck ups. Uh, it's also we're we're in the uh, the era of the fucked up little guy. We are of the show. Yes, I, I think so. Like I, I think that we've been appreciating 
just like look at this fucked up dude oh i agree yeah more. no yeah. I, just, I i i really love just these these, these little shits just going around yeah, yeah. weird little fucks <laughs> um yeah so we're uh and then there'd also be like a mac tonight i think i'd grab a mac tonight at rock bottom prices and i would say i could save him from becoming a white nationalist symbol uh, yeah like, by yeah. buying up all the macs tonight you would have to you would have to go around you'd have to kind of insinuate it yourself into those communities early on in order to stop him from uh, becoming a white nationalist symbol i would i would put in the water that he is a uh, polyamorous homosexual yes and not you know just to poison the well for bigots yeah you know they wouldn't make him a symbol if they knew about carl <laughs> carl this afternoon and john this morning his, uh, his partners <laughs> oh um, my gosh uh what's your history with uh with with chuck e cheese or so showbiz pizza so your 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 affection for showbiz pizza was that because that was like your like your, your version of this when you were little yeah that's the that's the one that i went to i, I went to and it wasn't like something i went to every year or anything no, like that no. you know i didn't it wasn't it wasn't a blessing but i i did get to go to i i've been to a showbiz pizza twice Mm-hmm. Uh, as a kid uh and for two different birthdays one for my birthday and one for my cousin's birthday mm-hmm. and uh, i'm not a person with tons of fond childhood memories okay uh in a general sense uh but it is a really fond childhood memory mm. um it is like the the color swath and the smell of it is very like immediate mm-hmm. when i think back i remember what the the, the pizza tasted like i remember uh it it it's to me, I associate it with being irony free in a way that I never was after that. Like the, the robots at showbiz pizza, Billy Bob and the gang singing to me, uh, I did not find anything creepy or off putting about them. If one of them was like, (laughs) Hey, special birthday boy, do you want to come with us? Like, I would have just been like, yes, yes, I do. (laughs) You know, I would have lived with the band. You you wouldn't go to a tour with rock of fire. You would not have questioned their motives. (laughs) No, I, I would have just been like, yes, this is this uh, this this uh, piano playing gorilla, who's kind of racially insensitive, is my friend, <laughs> and will take care of me. That is my my parents now. Yes. <laughs> uh, so just yeah, just I loved it, and I always wanted to go mm-hmm. uh, as a kid, and we had no money growing up, and uh, you know it wasn't I moved around a lot, so I didn't have like tons of friends to bring. Right. You know, something I keep, uh, I, I've been, when I kind of mine my past and start thinking about things about my childhood, that's one of the things like long swaths where I was like, who was my friend during that period when I lived at this house? Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I had one right. at that point because we just moved around. I didn't have time to meet anybody. Yeah. There wasn't a regular um, like sleepover buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I had periods in my life in which that was around, mm-hmm. but I had also swaths where it wasn't. Right. So there were times where, where Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz just didn't make sense mm-hmm. uh, to me. But the times I went, I absolutely lost my shit <laughs> for it. Like, just stare transfixed. Yeah. So so you were way uh, into the animatronic shows. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, I played, I played the games and everything, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I remember noticing it when it looped. That was, that's a very specific, uh, you know, maybe the, the seedbed of <laughs> cynicism in me, <laughs> like that, that grew to a mighty oak now was noticing the, the show, the rock of fire explosion looping, mm-hmm. uh, at a point and doing a routine I'd already seen. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I mean, so we never, we, we never lived near a Chuck E. Cheese, you know, cause I grew up, you know, we call those Chuck E. Cheese deserts. It's actually <laughs> a huge problem. <laughs> 
we, like we could get pizza but we couldn't get the bland pizza that was designed for a child's palate you know yeah yeah with it with the ketchup sauce and everything um yeah and was, i mean just uh, grew up you know it had to go like an hour and a half to get to a city where one of them would be so like just going was never really an option right of course, mm-hmm. I always wanted to go. It was kind of this place. But even if we were incidentally in a town near one, uh, it was just, hey, can we go? Can we go? And parents never, 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 never took us. Impulse. Yeah, no. yeah. No. You know, just, uh, but like, I don't think I ever went to like an official like birthday party at one of them um as as a kid i did go like when i was a teenager my my young my youngest niece had a birthday party there and i went but by that by that point i was just kind of over playing the games anytime i went like incidentally i never really um uh paid attention to the shows because i thought they were too loud and i couldn't understand anything that was being said they they are real loud yeah <laughs> they, they, they they are flashing lights and mo- it, it is a gigantic set of keys that gets jingled <laughs> for key for kids basically yeah uh, you know it's not about the content of the shows no really yeah i just know? i mean it was just real unpleasant like and it made me like upset how loud these noises mm. were um uh so i i tended to kind of stay away from them uh and you know, always wanted to go into the ball pit but my my my, my parents wouldn't let me in there because they said it was too dirty same thing mm. with the uh, same thing with the crawl tubes and the slides and stuff like that. It's oh, like it's like no, you got to go into the weird habit trails. Yeah, you got to go in there and get uh, it gets slicked up with kid piss. Uh, yeah, <laughs> get real lubed up and slide on through. Yeah, you know you got to Ace Ventura Rhino birth yourself out of the the human habit trail of the chunky cheese. Yeah, uh, yeah. so never you know never got to go into one of those. Uh, so yeah, Chuck E. Cheese was kind of this forbidden fruit until I was too uh, until I was too old to enjoy oh, it unironically. So, but I am I, I super fascinated with that, the story of it. You know. The story of it's great, and the the visual of an animatronic is just yes. absolutely arresting. The uh, that was also part of my non cynicism was not being worried about dirt. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I ever like grew to be very worried about dirt uh, as a kid, yeah. and my my parents didn't either. But the idea of something being too filthy to put my body in <laughs> was was not did not even occur to me or any adult around me <laughs> including at my cousin's birthday which like they were well off and like a higher class of people mm-hmm. than than we were um they also were just like yeah go in the pit no you know get get in there kid yeah you know get the get in the kid's soup uh <laughs> it just it was uh i liked that ignorance yeah yeah you know even though now i i, I don't like it but i i had the freedom to have fun through being ignorant yeah at the time yeah chances are you're probably nothing nothing too terrible was going to happen and i think maybe that was also an excuse uh you know just like uh we're not gonna i don't want to mess with that let's just tell him it's too dirty and give him a complex for the rest of his life yeah (laughs) the uh as a kid also uh i knew a kid i went to the birthday party one of my cousin's friends Mm -hmm. who stole one of the balls from the ball pit and that might have been one of my first like secrets i kept from an adult oh man which is also very formative what a what a weird thing to steal (laughs) <laughs> but also wouldn't you want to have one just to put up on a shelf yeah, yeah. yep i uh i've stolen a wooden uh skee-ball ball oh, man. before because they're so pleasant oh yeah uh 
but I did that as a crime doing adult. As a kid, I, I you know, wouldn't do that. Well, you got to get the wooden ones before they change over to those uh, awful, to those awful rubber ones. Uh, yeah. yeah, rubber plastic. Those, ones. I like. I even like the plastic ones, but I like the wooden ones better. Yeah. Obviously, obviously. Smile, America, say Chuck E. Cheese. Smile, America, say Chuck E. Cheese. and games and all kinds of creatures. Uh, let's talk about the history of the company. Let's do. Uh, Nolan Bushnell, the uh, the maniac founder of Atari, uh, is the creator of Chuck E. Cheese, uh, this concept for an arcade, restaurant, and show put together. Yeah. Um, he had noticed at Atari that, you know, they were selling these machines, I think, for uh, $1,500 a piece. And then they would go out into the world and they would end up making whoever bought them $30,000. And he thought yeah. that didn't make any sense. So he wanted to get a piece of that of that action. Uh, problem was he didn't want to directly compete with the people that he was selling the arcade cabinets to, figuring that might hurt sales. Also, I figure that might be like a like a like um, an antitrust thing. <laughs> and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he thought, well, I should market these to children. Um, this is an underserved market. At the time, arcades were the the domain of teens and cool kids. Yeah, people had money. Uh, as, yeah, as we'll, we'll explore in this month's adaptation decay, how cool <laughs> arcades are and how they're for cool, <laughs> sex-crazed maniacs. Uh, so this would get around the competition problem. Different markets would be going. Um, the uh, So, you know, you'd have dedicated arcades for teens. Um, you'd have arcade machines and bars and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. but places for adults. Yeah. You know. Uh, so this is kind of where the story splits into different accounts. Um, this is true of anything Nolan Bushnell has touched. Yes. Uh, he is for, you know, lack of a better word, um, kind of a hype man yeah. and a real PT Barnum. So he's a, he's a, he's, a, a he's, a, he's a huckster. He has that carnival background. He's not above lying nope. uh, to make himself look good or to sell things. Mm-hmm. So there are different accounts of things, uh, some of which make him look better and some of which make him look worse. Uh, and it's hard to know exactly what the truth is. Yeah. I tend uh, to err against him, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually. What a, what a nightmare to work for. There's this anecdote about him drawing, like somebody drawing the characters mm-hmm. for him and him just getting like super pissed uh, about it. And just like, it sounds like an absolute nightmare <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know who would be worse to work for bushnell or steve jobs i figure you get yelled yeah. at more under steve jobs but you get fucked over more under bushnell yeah so i gotta work for fetcher that sounds like <laughs> a big happy family like i don't know i i, I got bad vibes off of Fetcher, honestly <laughs> he tons of bad vibes but but it it seems like when it i think the bad vibes come when things are going bad yeah i bet true. you he's a fair weather good boss like yeah I have a weird respect for that guy, uh, which we'll get into, but I kind of like that guy and it's okay. against my better nature because tons of people have been like, yeah, he sucks. I stopped working for him. It's impossible. Uh, oh gosh. So yeah, uh, different motivations, uh, pop up. Uh, there, there are multiple different like reasons why, uh, g- given for why Chuck E. Cheese became what it was. Uh, Bushnell, you know, in uh, putting this together, saw that uh, restaurants were missing this element of entertainment. He figured, why would families want to talk to each other while they were waiting for their food? They should have something to look at. 
<laughs> like you're, you're saying that with the cadence of a joke, but like, I don't know, man, <laughs> people are going out like you, even now, like rather than wait for food, like me and my girlfriend who talk all the time, will like watch a show. Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, he was ahead of his time. Yeah. I, all I'm saying is, you know, the, the, the art of conversation is lost. And I yeah, think that, this I think, thing doesn't need batteries. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uh he decided the to start of conversation <laughs> I was Any, anyone who uses that unironically needs to fucking trip and fall yep no i agree <laughs> like, like, oh you mean just talking yeah you know like you're thinking about this way too much you weirdo <laughs> <laughs> um oh man uh so they decided to go with pizza because they figured it was uh difficult to screw up uh i guess that's because they never had chuck e cheese pizza uh (laughs) yep also weirdly uh pizza and pipe organ parlors were popular like before before there was the 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 animatronic like there would be whimsical pizza parlors locally where people would go and order their pizza and somebody would play a wurlitzer organ uh there's one of yeah Yeah, there's there's one of those uh that used to be like that that's uh near where i used to live in portland called the amazing pizza caboose (laughs) i love Uh, that that's (laughs) that's so good Yeah, I really love it. Uh, and parts of it are made up like a like a train, uh-huh. and it it clearly used to be one of these things. Um, however, the problem with that is you got to pay your organist. Yeah, you got to pay an organist yeah. to be there during you know, operating hours. And and Bushnell is all about the bottom line. Like this guy yeah. is not an uncreative person or non visionary, but you know he wanted to make unpaid entertainment. Yes. Like uh, very much so which is funny because eventually it turned around it was like wait a minute we have to pay to maintain these things ah shit <laughs> yeah, damn it my oh, there's the rub uh bushnell had worked in carnivals and he loved disneyland he originally had gone to california to try to get a job at disneyland mm-hmm. um specifically their uh animatronic yeah things uh the country bear jamboree tiki room you know hall of presidents that kind of stuff yeah um so uh he ended up working with a guy named gene laundrum uh, a, a marketing executive at Atari. And the idea was he would provide the money and the idea Laundrum did all this work to <laughs> put this together. Right. And it's That's funny. Bushnell's be, trick. Because, yeah. Bushnell's trick. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of quote visionaries tricks. Uh, yeah. uh, but like Landrum is not even really mentioned in the Wikipedia page at all, which is wild. Nope. I like, I only got his name um, uh, or, or uh, I only got his name from uh, that oral, oral history from Mel magazine uh, yeah. when, where he was one of the people, uh, one of the people interviewed, but yeah, he was the, he was like the footwork guy. He found the recipes and, you know, scouted the real estate, like all of the practical things. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, so they ended up opening their first restaurant at this point. Uh, Atari had been sold. Bushnell had stayed on as a, like the head of the company, but they weren't really using his ideas. Mm -hmm. Uh, They wanted to break into the market. However, one idea had already been okayed. It was kind of part of his onboarding was like, Hey, I get to try this uh, pizza restaurant. Yeah. But so they only, they got to make one. Uh, They made Chuck E. Cheese's pizza time theater in San Jose in the summer of 1977. Yep. And Um, it was real successful. (laughs) Yeah. It's big. Uh, is huge. It could take 400 guests at once, mm-hmm. uh, bigger than a normal, you know, more than a pizza hut, yeah. for example. Uh, and they made a lot of money because yeah. arcade cabinets were printing money at the time. Yeah. High margin. You, 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 you buy them and then you just, all you got to do is pay upkeep and pay somebody to empty the coin, <laughs> the, the coin receivers. Yeah. 
and which uh, you know, there's the rub. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to make more, but uh, Warner, which it, were the company that bought Atari, were not into this idea. They wanted to concentrate more on uh, video games, home video game market. Uh, so he bought the idea of this restaurant back. So yeah. he had sold Atari with everything in it, and then bought back Chuck E. Cheese for five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, which seems like a steal. Yeah, and and it was he made lots of money, and then flew close to the sun, too close to the sun, like all these visionary types. Of course, and and, and flamed out in the eighties, like all these visionary yep. types, <laughs> and now shows up at PRGE walking around, like with a weird contingent of old guys. Yeah, yeah. there's like three old guys like walking slightly behind him. You know, when I see him, I'm like I recognize that guy. That's Nolan Bush now. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> For like, some, everybody for... grab onto your wallet <laughs> like, keep an eye like, keep an eye on your value yeah, don't invest in anything <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait a minute where'd my watch go damn it nolan <laughs> yeah nolan i invested in these magic beans <laughs> um oh gosh uh before we go on with the history I, I i put this little section here to talk about kind of the attractions and this is not like the the the, the earliest example but like describing this for anybody who is unfamiliar as unlikely as that, as that might seem to be kind of, kind of makes sense to talk about stuff that was available to do here. Like why you would want to come. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it was a big arcade. Yeah. Um, originally arcade, uh, Atari cabinets specifically, uh, but eventually moved on to ticket machines, which are things like skee ball, knockdown clown, <laughs> things like that. God, knockdown clown. Um, yeah. just in, I love in, knockdown clown. In, thump. Thump, oh, the most satisfying, yep. just the, 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 that rubber ball. Um, yep. yeah, I want that thump to be my text tone. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, uh, we, we, we mentioned the ball pits and the crawl tunnels, slides, things like that. The human, uh, habit trails, the play place is what they would call these at a McDonald's, right? Yep. Uh, and these were around in the in the eighties, but didn't get to full prominence until the nineties when Chuck E. Cheese had to start competing with Discovery Zone. Oh man, Discovery um, Zone! Yeah. That was that was my shit. That was my version of this. That was even more attractive. Chad, because you're an athletic <laughs> Superman who likes doing exercises instead of staying down and watching a robot <laughs> songs. You'd never like old radio songs from twenty years before you were born. Actually, <laughs> you didn't you didn't want a robot to sing the greatest hits of Bread. <laughs> Instead, you wanted to go exercise. <laughs> no, I just like the, the going to Discovery Zone kind of felt like uh, like Double Dare, you know, if, oh, if, sure. if, you know, yeah. glo glo Global Guts, all of that. Like if it felt like getting a little slice of that action. It, yeah. I mean, it was like, I'm sure that that came up in the, you know, that was the trend, mm -hmm. like a Global Guts, guts kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so th those were a part of it, but didn't become a huge part until later. Yeah um uh birthday parties were huge you would make a reservation they had like a whole party venue right up close next to the stage there was like dance floors and stuff like that um and all kinds of just cheap shit that the kids would get to wear and you know toy <laughs> toy bags and things like that uh 16 percent of their income was from these parties you know from from reserved huge. parties like yeah it's part of the magic, like in explaining why this was huge, it is really hard to uh, overstate how special it feels to be a birthday boy Yeah, at a Chuck E. Cheese. Like the robot turns to you and says, happy birthday. <laughs> and they announce your name over the speaker. Yeah. And then like all the robots say their birthday and maybe one of their birthdays is your birthday. Oh. You know, it, it, 
it feels very special. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it was obviously they, they did a lot of money, did a lot of business. Yeah. It was it was um, an element of prestige to be a kid who had a Chuck E. Cheese birthday as well. Yes. You know, it yeah. was, you know, and like I, I have no idea like how much that package cost. I'm sure it obviously depended on headcount or whatever, but like based on the fact that I never got one, I imagine the uh, the, the expense was not uh, was was not uh, negligible. It's the Chanel suit for kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Instead, and you know, and I'm really happy with the arcade birthday that I did get at Laser One Arcade on yeah. um, Kingsgate Mall here in Mansfield. You know, that stuff is also really fun. Yeah. An arcade birthday where you get like the plastic cup full of tokens. Oh man, I love it. Every kid gets his. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 <in> my veins. <laughs> um, uh, did you ever engage in the tokens for A's or the games for grades program? I, I didn't because at the time uh, they didn't have that wasn't available. Like okay. the, the the showbiz pizza we went to was way out in the suburbs. Uh, it wasn't nearby, mm-hmm. so it wasn't something we could go to. The th- my uh, my close equivalent to this was Book It. Mm. Um, I did Book It with Pizza Hut? Yeah, get your personal pan uh, pizza. Was, yeah, yeah, get it, you know books for pizzas. <laughs> Exchange a little barter system in the eighties. Um, <laughs> oh oh the, god! Uh, when you were in school, was there like a did did you get awards for us? It was a big thing for like attendance awards. Or like just for pretty much anything, really, we would get like a little postcard that was a coupon for a free Oreo cookie shake at Applebee's. <laughs> uh, we did. We didn't have that. We did have attendance awards, but part of my Dickensian childhood was missing a lot of school. Of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, just because you know, uh, mom didn't want to take me. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Badass. Being, yeah. Yeah. You know, just being, you know, being, uh, being called in sick upon. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. so cool oh man it's, it's, you just it was didn't... badass has the luckiest boy in the world <laughs> i'm not sharing with kalen <laughs> uh, yeah. oh man yeah, yeah. no they, they, this was this was this this was neat uh just uh take, take it would have motivated me like oh, yeah. if if my parents knew what was up and and had any investment at all in me learning uh-huh they would have clued me into this kind of thing because i would have done anything for tokens you, you would get a anything. shitload of tokens too like uh, yeah. a whole just a whole session's worth you know oh yeah yeah um like a more a more recent addition is the ticket blaster which people say like you know like there was a guy on youtube it was like oh yeah this this looks like it'd be pretty fun it's it's basically just one of those cash booths like mm-hmm. a, that's like a shower stall hooked up to a leaf blower um except instead of blowing uh yeah. dollar bill crumpled up dollar bills around it's blowing tickets is there yeah, a bigger it's scam right. it's giving you one one hundredth of a plastic spider ring <laughs> yeah. is there a yeah. bigger scan than one of those things come on I, I have uh, I never done one, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, part of me is like I could do it, but I think everybody thinks that. Oh, everybody does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they also had a couple of things that they uh, mistakes, some dead ends. <laughs> uh, there's Cheesy Street, which was a fun house uh, and kind of a maze, uh, which kids would get lost in. Of yeah. course, <laughs> they would have uh, to. The get horrible maze meister would take them to his. <laughs> Dark realm. World. <laughs> yeah. Employees Dark would realm. have to be called in all the time to get to retrieve kids who got lost. Yeah. It'd be a cool job. Like you'd be like that guy uh who fights the raptors in Jurassic Park. <laughs> they call in Maldon <laughs> rescue the kids. Uh my favorite one of these is Mr. Munch's Magic Madhouse, which wonderful yeah. name. Uh this was a simpler thing. It was it was tunnels 
that actually were under the balcony when they moved from the picture frame shows to the balcony shows. Like you would enter by crawling into this tunnel under the balcony, um, into these dark tunnels that were full of like strobe lighting and stuff. And I can only, I can only imagine <laughs> the ghastly things that hid down there. Yeah. How many kid skeletons are down there? <laughs> like, <laughs> we got a bunch of tailors clogging the chute. <laughs> <laughs> Skyden. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, but um, they but they closed these down because of quote and I and I quote here poor conditions inside the tunnels. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It's the Fallout Three DLC, the pit, the, the <laughs> under Chuck E. Cheese's dance floor. Uh, I love it so much. So early on, when when uh, Bushnell was working on this, uh, he uh, he knew he wanted to do this idea, and. Early in the process, he was at a music convention and somebody was selling a mascot suit that he really liked. Yeah. And he bought it. He thought it was a coyote. And he's like, Coyote Pizza. We got to get back on the Coyote Pizza train. It's going to be called Coyote Pizza. <laughs> the shit's great. Coyote Pizza. Yeah. Get <laughs> uh, um, Roberta Williams over here. I'm going to make out. Uh, so, however, uh, when he got the costume back, he noticed they had a large pink tail, which he didn't notice at the time. It was a rat. <laughs> uh and he's like oh shit well this this changes nothing because he's normal bushnell and he rolls with everything yeah it's like that mitch hedberg joke pringles were originally wanted to sell tennis balls but they got a shipment of potatoes instead so they said fuck it cut them up <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so he's gonna make it ricky rat's pizza time theater but the executives were like no no, no ricky rat is mickey mouse yeah uh, also, you're selling food. Like you don't have a rat problem. <laughs> we got a rat problem. Put, put, yeah. put this sign up. Yeah. Oh God, Mister America's so good. Uh, it's really good. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're like, hey, not a good idea. Uh, kind of the 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 interim name uh, was the Big Cheese, but for some reason, I think it was like Holiday Inn or something. Uh, it was a hotel yeah. chain already owned that name, so they couldn't they couldn't have anything called you know the the, the big cheese for you know for a long time. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese's m- nickname was the Big C, which is absolutely a nickname for cancer. Yeah, yeah, you get the Big C. <laughs> we're gonna take the kid to the Big C because he got the Big C. <laughs> we're gonna, you know? we're gonna make <laughs> He's gonna start switch. the Big C chemotherapy. <laughs> yeah, ah, grim. Uh, so Gene uh, Landrum came up with the name Chuck E. Cheese. So it sounds a little bit like Mickey Mouse. Uh, and his idea was uh, you can't say it without smiling because cheese makes your mouth go up. That's why people say cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do that. Um, there's a guy named Harold Goldbranson who was designing the characters, uh, the, the animatronics. Um, he was a costume designer they had hired um, from like Fantasy Forest or some company like that in California. Yeah. Um, and he did not know animatronics. He was just like, I can figure that out. Yeah. Which is incredible. <laughs> like, just, just the absolute confidence of like, oh, I can figure out robots. Oh, it's fine. Robots no. is nothing. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Robots. Metal men. Clink, clank. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Who, who gives a rip? I understand that. Yeah. For the star, the design. Star, star Wars. At some point, one of you guys has to be the egghead. <laughs> you know? It can't just be idea men all the way down, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so Charles Entertainment Cheese, his full name, that's kind of the Doki Doki fact of the show, I think, um, mm-hmm. uh, was born. Uh, I love his original incarnation, uh, like the super coarse vaudeville guy who had literally a cigar and a cane. Yeah. 
he was real Uncle Clunk, <laughs> like initially. Yeah. Uh, they they wanted to make a Chuck E. Cheese animated Christmas special at this point because, of course, it was going to be a, a transmedia push. Um, and they decided, that, you know, we couldn't make him a cigar smoking uh, gambler <laughs> it was before, yeah. uh, drunken rubber bait. Uh, <laughs> and the original voice actor couldn't sing. So they had to recast him to somebody who could sing because they knew he was going to do some songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they redesigned him and that, that was kind of the first of, uh, many redesigns that he would get making him less rat-like, you know, a little bit less pointy, uh, you know, eyes a little bit less beady, uh, things like that. Um, there was, uh, there was kind of the, 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 the tuxedo, uh, Chuck in the mm-hmm. like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Rat, rat pack yeah. Chuck. Yeah. Um, cool Chuck was the one that I had or the one that I remember that was, uh, that was him in his, uh, like purple t-shirt and his backward baseball cap. You know, can we, yeah. can we make yeah. him, a, can, can we make him, uh, you know, just a, just a rap, a rapping, a, a rapping, you yeah, know, surfer. Yeah. yeah. Rost Rastafari, Rastafari about 10%. Yeah. Um, the one we have now is rock Chuck. We are in the rock star era of Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> characters um so he has an electric guitar he's little like he's they kind of made him semi-cute yeah or cuter you know he doesn't look as, as abomination like um and then weirdly they recast him so here's another doki doki facts um the current voice of Chuck E. cheese is the lead singer of bowling for soup um, I, don't, I don't know anything about bowling for soup other than i've always hated that band name <laughs> it's a pretty bad band uh, name they had a, they had a the, couple the of hits. Singer is the Chuck E. Cheese guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's it's one of those uh, like he's got a man. Uh, so like hits of theirs like 1985, uh, almost uh, the girl, the bad guys want. Uh, just uh, the things that would pop up like just on on you know CDs that people would pass around. You know, just like yeah, these mm. this is this is kind of pop punk kind of kind of things. But his whole deal was he sings kind of like this. <laughs> yeah you know, she's the girl all the, the bad guys want like that kind of that kind yeah, of thing. yeah 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 um you know we i'm not just... like 20 <laughs> yeah. percent yeah yeah so it was that, that was the whole deal uh that was wild my jaw dropped when i learned that it was that guy yeah. and now he's got a new career yeah uh <laughs> chucky e. cheese has gone through like what he is in the fiction has changed a lot yeah um, initially just being a member does. of the band yeah uh, I saw a performance. I watched a full performance that was the last one at a certain location. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird. He manages the band and they're clearly scared of him. <laughs> the premise of the show is that he is hounding them to see if they're ready with the new song. They're not. So they have to improvise a song. Okay. Uh, and Chucky keeps calling him out on it. Like he keeps going, <laughs> it sounds like you guys are making this up. Uh, and they're like, no. Oh, uh, and they, they improvise a song called song name, uh, and they just keep going with a thing as if their lives depended on it. (laughs) It just, I don't, Chucky doesn't sing. He doesn't do anything in the band. He's a Nolan Bushnell who shows up and just makes sure the other people do the work. Uh, so there's a period in which he managed the band uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, there's periods where he's like the MC. Uh, although that was uh, that, that's kind of been passed around uh, to to, mm. you know, to to different people as part of the band. Um, there's periods where he's like the you know like the like the, the the rock star you know the like the main vocalist. To me, it's weird for him to be like the main performer. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Just up there, you know, crooning. That's that. That is strange to me. Yeah, pick up a rhythm guitar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, just pretend. Come on, you yeah. don't, don't plug it in anything. Just strum with the beat, dude. Yeah, yeah. none of you actually know how to play instruments. <laughs> you know, you keep hit every beat on the drum. You hit the snare with both sticks. <laughs> like, like you know, you can you can fake it. Uh, current Chuck E. Cheese, he's an orphan. Like Batman. Uh, and that is why he celebrates other children's birthdays. Because he does not know when his birthday is because he is an orphan. <laughs> like a real rat. Like a real rat. Or, you know, and, and, yeah. <laughs> four out of five rats, if you ask them, do not know their yeah. birthdays. No. Yes, the rat's parents, they don't know their birthdays. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's like they don't even care. Yeah. Uh, he has a crew of shitty friends, uh, <laughs> like, like anybody does. Um, Jasper T. Jowls is a banjo playing hillbilly dog. Uh, he's a hound dog. Uh, and he was included because country music was getting popular at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he was, he was a big flirt. Uh, he was, he was yeah. constantly harassing the female animatronics. I I had one of those like stomach drop moments when I was researching this uh, and I was like, wonder if TV tropes has anything uh, on this. Uh, no, it has nothing new. Right. Uh, people do ship characters from these bands, of course. which kills me. Uh, I mean, I know it's of course I, I need to stop being surprised, by that. <laughs> but it, it, it absolutely destroys me. And then there is a very funny thing about uh, them representing the different humors. So you get sentences like Jasper T. Jowls, melancholic. <laughs> Uh, and stuff that's very funny. Um, but yeah, he's the, he's the one who who launches a thousand ships. He's he's the one who people are like, oh, this guy probably has something going on with Helen because yeah. he's funny. Uh, you just yeah. grab onto those ears and don't let go. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> ride him like a feed bag. Um, Pasquale is a human, and of sorts, and he is the pizza chef. Uh, he sings opera and plays the drums. Originally, he was going to announce pizza orders being ready, but the pizzas came out too quickly. Yeah. You know? Uh, and originally, he wasn't part of the band. He just kept trying to be part of the show. Yeah. You know? It was a real was just Lucy. Chef. Yeah. I love Lucy kind yeah. of deal. Uh, but yeah. eventually, uh, got, got in there. He could go uh, he could go toe-to-toe with Chucky uh, for, the, uh, yes. for the, uh, the, the barbs and the zings and stuff. Um, you can right now, if you live near a Chuck E. Cheese, probably go on Grubhub and see a pizza chain called Pasquale that is not Chuck E. Cheese branded, but will deliver you Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I would be so fucking mad if I yeah, got catfished into, <laughs> got catfished into ordering Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, oh, like this, this is an Italian name. <laughs> like it's a trick. It's like Donato's, which is the, I think that's the TGI Friday's pizza chain that yeah. is also secret on uh, Grubhub. The, 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 the greasiest. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's Helen Henny, um, uh, mm-hmm. who I think is the creepiest. Any of the bird animatronics, I think are, they, they gotta go. Yeah, they're pretty messed up. <laughs> um, uh, she w- played lots of instruments and sang over the years, uh, and she began her life. She was not actually part of the uh, part of the main main group. Uh, she she uh, was actually uh, part of the cabaret, and it's real weird that some uh, <laughs> that some places uh, early on had a for moms and dads only section of the restaurant that was called the yes. cabaret for like a. For like more adult themed shows. 
Yeah, I I was trying to find just uh, like a vintage clip of one of these mm-hmm. because I want to know how adult, obviously. Right. Right. Like I I don't think it's going to be like the animatronics come out of the wall and say "come shot," <laughs> but I but I, I wanted to know like how how risque and it's yeah. pretty hard to find out the showbiz equivalent of this it was actually a sexy puppet which that <laughs> fucks me up too i don't i don't care for that um eventually helen was promoted to the band mm-hmm. uh there so good for her yeah and she became more prom- moving on now break through that gla- glass ceiling, <laughs> helen. Like, speaking of that like when the when the 90s came around um that she was more made more prominent uh, in order to appeal to girls um, yes, you know, just uh, just uh, making that uh, kind of more of an aspect of the marketing, which yeah. you know, crass reasons, but it's still a good thing. Wokey cheese. <laughs> <laughs> how's how's your bankruptcies get woke broke? <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Munch is some kind of horrible monster. He's an alien uh, from a planet made entirely of pizza. <laughs> yes <laughs> he's a real idiot he's got some kirby idiot god appeal uh, and he loves eating pizza yep he's also the person they put in charge of the band he's the leader of the band <laughs> it's named after him yes uh we got crusty the cat uh this is a foil for chuck obviously cats hate mice mm-hmm. um he got retired though <laughs> mouse supremacy uh, <laughs> one uh madam oink was a sultry jazz singing pig uh yep. yeah uh, i think she was french and she had a relationship with pasquale which is uh which is strange because pasquale again human-ish <laughs> and makes pizzas yep. which contain pigs <laughs> you ever eat a eat a piece of pepperoni and wonder whether the chef fucked the pepperoni i don't i will now i don't live in this horrible nightmare land <laughs> like uh, uh there's foxy colleen who is an irish lassie that chuck was very uh obsessed with there's our, I, mean, you know, I take it back. It makes sense to ship these characters. Their <laughs> relationship is entirely sold. Yeah. Me. No, uh, just to the, like how many of these were specifically made to be smoke shows, either for yeah, the creators <laughs> or for just other puppets. Like uh-huh. I, it, it, the, the creators of this were doing shipping stuff where it's like, I just love Chucky and want him to have a, a relationship <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> like I <laughs> invested the idea of Pasquale having a, healthy relationships (laughs) absolutely goddamn bizarre yeah to my old person brain oh my Uh, god i mean like this whole run here it's all just female love interests we have sally sachet the disco skunk yep yep (laughs) the disco skunk uh the other characters made a lot of jokes about her perfume which was probably skunk stink yeah Uh, she Uh, couldn't help it she just charged her stink sacks on the regular (laughs) uh harmony howlett a country singing dog (laughs) <laughs> we had her own Wild West show. This is obviously uh, there for Jasper. Yes. You know, <laughs> uh, the most sexualized and the one that uh, I think that the cabaret was made for is Dolly Dimples. Uh, yeah. Who was kind of like a piano playing singer songwriter kind of kind of lady. Um, uh, she's a hippo. Uh, yep. you know, very, uh, very shapely. Um, so shapely, in fact, that her breasts were animated to heave up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's, she's a big lady with a you know, big lady, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, but so not like, we're not seeing lots of skin, you know, when we say that, <sighs> that she's, she's made to titillate it's in the animation. Yeah. It's her having tit articulation <laughs> like as a robot. Uh, absolutely bizarre. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so she was developed to fill up extra space because uh, one of the, I think it's made in the second location mm-hmm. was four times bigger than it needed to be. Yeah. Like they were kind of catch as catch can when they were getting these locations, obviously trying to save a buck. Uh, so they needed something to fill this space. So they gave her gigantic <laughs> animated breast. <laughs> there were clearly marked places where you could not stand because you might mm-hmm. lose a fucking you crushed. eye. It was a double dragon level. <laughs> <laughs> Time it just right. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, and and she she had her own uh, her own stints on the main stage as well, uh, which is which is yeah. pretty fun. There's Artie Antlers uh, was a piano playing moose, uh, kind of mm-hmm. saying swing songs. He had a deep voice, uh, and it's confusing because he's coded as like a lounge singer kind of guy. He's got like a shiny lounge suit uh, deal, yeah, but that's uh, not the kind of music that he was into. Uh, I love the king who is a lion Elvis impersonator who's nine feet tall. I didn't realize this was a Chuck E. Cheese thing. I know the king from um, uh, from Jungle Gems. Jungle okay. Gems rescued oh, yeah, one yeah. of these things. Yeah, you remember that? It was over by the yeah, candy yeah. section. Uh, Jungle Gems is a uh, like a, a gigantic. It, we can't get into it, man. We we, like... we really can't. We got yeah. We don't have times. Yeah, uh, but they just have one of these in the candy section of this uh, of this store. Yeah, look up Jungle Gems. Yes, you won't be disappointed. It's no. it's it's a really amazing. Um, yeah, nine feet tall, and it, it didn't. The other animatronics didn't hang out with it. It just did its own little solo set mm-hmm. in the corner of the restaurant. Like, don't go over there. That's Jungle Gems <laughs> territory. He's bigger than all of us. Uh, <laughs> And then they would also have like parody bands. So they'd like be the Beach Bowsers and the Beagles and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. again, playing music that was 20 popular 20 years before yeah. these kids uh, were born. Yeah. Um, but like there was the original set, uh, the, the, the nitwits is what they were called. And then kind yeah. of these were these rotating guest stars. Uh, and these original ones uh, were real limited uh, because... Yeah. They were, you know, simple and crude. They were not designed by somebody who knew what they were doing. Uh, and they were hung up on a wall in frames, uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, how some Silent Hill enemies are presented to you. Yeah. <laughs> Anime pictures, which kids love. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is how they would have stayed. Yes. This, this is where the uh, animatronic arms race uh, was a stalemate until Showbiz Pizza came along. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's most advanced entertainment has now joined forces with the world's finest pizza. So Bishno wanted to expand in different regions. Uh, he made a deal to open 280 restaurants in the Midwest with a hotel magnate named Robert Brock. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of restaurants. Uh, Brock liked the concept and was like, oh man, I wonder, I'd like to start up one of these. Uh, and Bushnell lied to him because he's a, he's a carny. Uh, <laughs> it was like, hey, the only people doing animatronics are me and Disney. Yeah. You know, and this is, wasn't true at all. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, because so, Bushnell had been exploring a partnership when he was getting the animatronics together with uh, an inventor named Aaron Vector, uh, who had his own animatronics company called Creative Engineering. Uh, but yes. uh, but that fell through. Creative Engineering's logo is so uh, kid 
trying to draw a Rob Liefeld comic <laughs> on a Trapper Keeper cover. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, so Fechner was an inventor. Uh, he was trying to do all kinds of things. He had an automatic pool cleaning machine. He had a car mm-hmm. that he made that yep. got 90 miles to the gallon. <laughs> um, like this, guy, this guy is is talented, yes. right? So this is uh, probably our last major character that gets introduced to this guy. And he's very interesting. Yeah. Um, um, he, he tried to invent a new kind of cooking oil uh, here yeah. recently. Yeah. Just a real, real weirdo. <laughs> um, he was making this pool cleaning machine and a client said, hey, can you automate a shooting gallery? Uh, he did it. And this steered him towards entertainment. Yeah. Um, he would go to these amusement conferences and show off his animatronic stage shows. Uh, and there are videos of these from trade shows that are still available. And they're really pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Imagine being at a trade conference where it's mostly just like dudes in suits giving you pamphlets. And here's a robot band demonstrating yeah. like what it did. Real um, eye catching. Yeah. Real eye catching. There was an unfortunate focus on the South. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Like, oh, what's unfortunate about the Confederate Critter Show, Gary? No, man. It depends on their stances. Uh, there's also the Bear Country uh, Jubilee. And then uh, the thing that is important to our story, the Wolfpack Five. Right. Uh, so <laughs> Brock had learned about Vector's work and was really, really mad with Nolan Bushnell. Uh, well, because Bushnell lied, straight up yeah, lied to him. Yeah. Bushnell had worked with Fechner. Uh, he tried to buy Fechner's company. Mm-hmm. And Fechner, uh, one of the things that makes me kind of like this dude, even yeah. though he real bad vibes, is that he's he's really protective of his own stuff and he's smart. Yeah. Like, Bushnell was a shark yeah. and Fechner's like, I'm not going to, you know, deal with this guy. allow myself to get bought because he's just going to reverse engineer it and, mm-hmm. you know, do a lump sum. So he said no. And then Bushnell lied to uh to brock and said oh he's just some kid making shitty robots in his garage like they got nothing on us (laughs) it's like a gigantic Uh, company like (laughs) they had so many employees (laughs) yeah they they had 25 employees it was a real company and fechner was at the top of his field with his stuff uh their animatronics were full body they had more animations they looked better Mm -hmm. uh so brock was furious about this um and he he uh, wanted to back out of the deal. This caused a whole bunch of lawsuit stuff. Yeah. He's like, you lied to me about this. And he started working on showbiz pizza with Fechner. Bushnell sued him for breach of contract. Uh, and they, uh, Brock held a mock trial and lost. So he decided to settle. Yeah. Uh, which is really interesting. I knew what a mock trial was kinda, mm-hmm. but I didn't really realize it was for predicting results. That's one of the ways oh, it can go. Usually they're, um, uh, they are some kind of, uh, uh, like, uh, like a publicity thing, you know? Like yeah. That's, just, that's my, that was my understanding. Yeah. The uh, idea of doing it as a practice run to see if it's worth pursuing is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And it was smart in their case <laughs> because yes. a jury trial probably would have cost them more than what they ultimately settled for, which was just $5 million annually, which was a huge sum. But as we're going to find out, this grew enough to where it was, uh, it was not a, that huge of a deal to them. Yeah. This was, a, this is huge mania. <laughs> Sweeping, you know, they, they were making money hand over fist. Yeah. Uh, so the showbiz pizza band got changed. They used to be the Wolfpack five. They got changed to the very famous and very lovable rock of fire explosion. Yeah. Uh, they altered them. And the big selling point of these, again, as we mentioned, was they were way better. Yeah. Uh, full body, um, better animations that were controlled with pneumatics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, he, this is better. The puppets don't need bulky motors and stuff. We just use, you know, pneumatics like air pistons and such. Yeah. 
here. And we're controlled with show tapes. Um, they have the audio tracks and then these time codes where you can program in burst of air to move the machines. The, the, the machine uh, and computer to program these things looks amazing. To yes. Me. Like that the, crazy... the part of the documentary that's like him touring, like right now you can go and pay for a tour mm -hmm. of creative engineering, which like my weird fantasy, like dink life where I'm just doing weird shit across the country. 100% includes this tour. Um, you gotta, if, it's, if it's still around, you got to make sure not to step in the mystery puddle though. Yeah. The goo, the ick puddle. <laughs> it doesn't get smaller. Uh, yeah. There is a, there is a mystery puddle, but they, they still use these amazing old eighties computers. Uh -huh. Listen to the tape and then just like, you know, tap a sequence of keys that represents like, Oh, the fucking, uh, drummer, you know, Duke is going to wiggle his eyebrows every time he says something, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Pervert. <laughs> yeah, but yeah just all just all of the the equipment that runs these things is really interesting to look at um yeah yeah uh <laughs> but uh like programmers got really good at making these tapes right and there were yeah. a, a huge number of shows uh that they that they ended up doing that ended up being pretty creative honestly uh good stuff yeah. but these programmers like they got better at making the animals more expressive right by popping yes. more air through them uh to the point where like um uh the operators at the restaurants like hey put in this new, put in this new show tape like what did you do to the like what did you do to my animals to my machines because i've never seen them do stuff like that before it's because they got yeah. better at programming them but because of the uh air pressure and, you know, them not being designed for this kind of stuff. Eventually, this started rapidly uh, deteriorating them, uh, yeah. wear, wearing down their durability and causing them to break faster. So they had to, uh, uh, like, limit things, put in data limiters. It, it's part of what makes me like creative engineering in this is that it does really feel like true believers. Yes. You know, you have Bushnell as the ultimate businessman, and then you mm -hmm. have Fechner as the guy who actually believed in the stuff. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a place where that was encouraged. Like, yeah. hey, I can come up with a way to make this better. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, even if it ultimately got rolled back. You know, but they had the freedom to do that initially. Mm -hmm. uh, Chuck E. Cheese, you know, saw this competition. Uh, so they moved to their next generation of cyberamics, uh, which are waist up. You know, they're no longer uh, in frames. They were on balconies. You know, so they had arms and stuff moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, a weird thing happened this along with the like, Oh, what did you do to my manimal? It's moving <laughs> now more. All this stuff contributes to the idea that these come to life. Yes. <laughs> uh, one of the things that would happen because they use pneumatics is when the characters weren't performing, the air would kind of work its way out of its system. So they would kind of creak and move around after they were turned off. Yep. Like, like they would just wink every once in a while because uh -huh. <laughs> enough air would push through to make them wink. Yeah. It's amazing that Five Nights at Freddy's took as long as it did to come out. Honestly, yes. You know, uh, it's or, or like like Willy's Wonderland, like The Hug, like movies that that are about this. It's really strange with how fertile a ground this is. Yeah. I and mean, people were I talking about cleaning one. these things and just it would suddenly move even though the show wasn't running. Like, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Just incredible. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's so good. Uh, let's talk about some of these yeah. dipshits. Let's talk about these characters yeah. and the Rock of Fire explosion. Love them. Uh, they're hillbilly. So they, they perform in front of Smitty's Super Service Station, a gas station, <laughs> uh, a common venue for hillbilly bands. Uh, the main one is Billy Bob Brock Broccoli. Broccoli. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a big bear. Uh, the main character played an acoustic guitar. Uh, and he drinks a lot. Yeah. 
You know, Shub is for, is for adults. Uh, <laughs> he had a bunch of jugs of gasohol with, he was drinking that had like triple X's on them. Yeah. You know, constantly um, drunk. <laughs> constantly. I, I, I was, so, I mean, I wasn't very familiar with the rock of fire explosion. The emphasis on these characters being fucking rip roaring the entire time was yeah. quite surprising to me. It ends up, and if since I've gone back and watched a lot of the shows, this is going to sound like partisanship, like I'm, I'm motivated. <laughs> the Rock of Fire ones are better music performances. Yes. And they tell better jokes. Agreed. The jokes aren't good, but <laughs> I put myself in a kid mind and been like, oh, I can see this. Yes. Like it is a much more charismatic performance. Yeah. Um, agreed. Uh, based on, based on what I saw. And I, again, I'm not somebody who had like any real opinion on the animatronic shows aside from i don't want to be close to this because it is very loud <laughs> yeah it's loud and it's moving without without uh, life uh the uh to, to fulfill the racial insensitive thing from the pasquale we got fast geronimo yeah who is a gorilla gorilla uh he's a band leader and organist um so very popular with billy bob uh kind of frightening and gruff mm-hmm. um definitely recalls uh, a lot of uh african-american piano players yeah yeah you know uh, his name's after after fats domino yeah uh, obviously yeah, had, um, had kind of a kind of a stevie wonder kind of thing going on a little bit at times yeah yeah uh so so not good and people were scared of him of course uh, okay. at the time yeah, I mean, indeed, like he had that, uh, he has mean eyes and the and the way that yeah. he's put together. Uh, but he's funny. Like, uh, he, he's he he is the man of few words in this. Uh, yeah. kind of the, the the sensible one in the middle of all these wackos. Yeah. Yeah, he's the leader. <laughs> uh, Mitzi Mozzarella is a cheerleader mouse and vocalist. Um, didn't used to be a mouse, but became a mouse to uh to associate with pizza and cheese. Mm-hmm. And uh, like uh, uh what's her head became more prominent. Yes. As uh, the change started marketing towards girls, yeah, realizing that everybody loves robots. <laughs> uh, Beach Bear has an interesting history. Uh, this is a hippie bear who plays guitar, um, kind of like uh, Dave or Jeff from uh, Maniac Mansion. <laughs> uh, used to be when Fechner voiced most of them, he was a jock. Mm. He was like a dumb idiot jock, and every once in a while, vocal samples would still come through with that of him being an idiot. Okay, as opposed to just being laid back. Yeah, um, the the kind of the 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 versions that I saw were all him being kind of spacey. Yeah, yeah, he's more he's more hippie now and not like big tough hunk. Gotcha. But that that was a change for Beach Bear. Yeah, what kind of bear is he supposed to be? Because he does not look like a polar bear. I don't know, man. <laughs> he's, he's a scary robot. He's he's a, he's a metal. He's a T one thousand wearing a fursuit. Uh, the, the, so there's there's something that is like very prominent in the Rock of Fire explosion ca- uh, characters, which is their concepts are very confused. Like the, 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 they're oh, all they're yeah. all doing too much, you know. Yeah, the, and... the hillbilly jazz hippie cheerleader band that doesn't make sense to you with a space dog. Yeah, with a space dog. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make immediate sense to you? No, it doesn't. It kind of, it, it kind of, it means it's real settle down Beavis kind of energy. Like pick a thing. Yeah. Real mixed grill. <laughs> well, the space, the space dog, I, I, this, this is my favorite guy. Uh, Duke LaRue. Uh, he's the drummer. Yeah. Uh, and he's got yep. like, he's got a, like a, like a space helmet kind of thing on. Got, got antennas. He's wearing a, like a, uh, like a space emperor, uh, like, like neck cone thing yes <laughs> yeah he's either from space or just likes it a lot <laughs> it's his uh, thing 
It's like Don Cheadle in that one scene. So I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the space guy in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's Rolf and Earl. Uh, this is a wolf from the Wolf Pack Five. Uh, the Shaggy Wolf kind of repurposed, and Earl as his uh, puppet was a little mm-hmm. monster. So they did uh, ventriloquism, like yeah. comic relief ventriloquism, during the non-music portions of the act while the band was like taking a break. Yeah, uh, I like this. Again, these these, these jo- the, there are jokes here, <laughs> which are mm-hmm. which which are you know entertaining and recognizable as joke, and just the concept of the animatronic having its own puppet is pretty. Yeah, that's like, real fun. Yeah, that's neat. That's yeah. a good touch. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Looney bird, uh, which was started as an alcoholic bird that lived in a barrel of gas alcohol, uh, would, you know, absolute nightmare. Um, but eventually turned into their tech expert. Yeah. Eventually got his degree from DeVry and really did a glow up in terms of, uh, you know, I, d- I don't understand what role a tech expert has in this. This isn't a fucking bank heist. Wait, he's not in hacking the, uh, into in the, the trade show. So in the trade show, he's presented as the guy who, like it's real weird. It's like he invented the show that they're selling mm. that he is a part of. Okay. Like they talk about uh, the trade show tapes that like in between songs, Fats Geronimo will try to sell himself. Okay. And then he'll, he'll, they'll talk about the technology behind them and then they'll switch over to have Looney bird explain some of it behind like a science desk. Okay. It's real meta. Huh? I don't know what, what place he had in the, the actual, like to show for kids. Uh huh. You know, but the thing I saw, like he, he was there to sell rock of fire explosions. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, huh. uh, and then we got to talk about uncle clunk. <laughs> who's who's a real famous uncle clunk, the abomination. I mean, that's what people called him. <laughs> like we're not, being yeah, we, a... we're not. Yeah. It's not editorializing. <laughs> no. Uh, it was uh, so, c- c- Clarence clunk. <laughs> yep. He was, he was just a man. He was an awful man. <laughs> yeah it, it's a what if a puppet of an uncle <laughs> um and he did a comedy kind of a variety show yeah like an advice column and jokes and like the news and sports it was it was like everything short of like uh, just having him open up a paper and say what's in the news what's in the news yeah yeah, yeah. like it, it kind of did a jay leno thing but he was this next generation of uh animatronic he's very sophisticated he could pick up a phone and put it to his head mm-hmm um yeah that's rad like yeah. he, he could do stuff yeah the, the the problem is nobody paid attention to what they were designing no nobody everyone back hated him. <laughs> he's so scary yeah <laughs> like it's 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 really funny reading quotes about the initial response to him because just like the, it, immediately they thought this guy's sus we cannot have him around kids they tried redesigning him a couple times, uh-huh. you know, trying to make him more acceptable and they just couldn't do it. Nope. You know, uh, just, just incredible stuff. He's real spooky looking. Yeah. If, if you look at him, uh, it's, yeah, he's it, not good. It's so funny because like he's a feat of engineering. Like it's, it's honestly impressive if you look at videos of him and if you can get past just the repulsive theming, uh, and appearance yeah. like they solved so many problems but they but they couldn't solve the one that mattered which is well, they, they could have they just chose not to i guess like yeah. it's it's really weird it's like this life-saving technology but we're gonna call it like shit us all <laughs> and we can name it anything <laughs> you know but no, no no it's called shit us all drink the shit us all <laughs> you know <laughs> 
Oh, but he was he was he was real advanced. He was actually too uh, like too intricate to make one for every location. They only ever made yes. fifty of them. But the idea was that Uncle Clunk would um, tour. Like he would have, yes. you know, like here for these couple of weeks, Uncle Clunk has a, you know, has a show at this location, uh, which is yeah. neat because Give you would, a reason you, to come back or a like, reason to stay or <laughs> a reason not yeah. to not to not to come those days. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, oh, look, you check the weather report. And there's a little clunk face in the corner. <laughs> tells you not to go to showbiz that day. <laughs> but they, they had rotating shows. That was one of the things like all of these, both of them had them, but it was a, a showbiz innovation. Yeah. Was having a lot more new characters and having these rotating shows because a Chuck E. Cheese show or a showbiz show is the kind of thing. It'd be really easy to see once and not have a reason to come back. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Clunk was there to juice it. Mm-hmm. Like we're coming for clunk. Um, he has, he has birthed a lot of creepy pastas. Of course. Uh, so if you look on YouTube, one of the things about that's frustrating about researching this is you get a lot of like a lot of fiction. Yeah. About this stuff. Uh, much of it about clunk. I mean, just the, I mean, if you, if you look at the showbizpizza.com like gallery, obviously this is going to be the one that generates the most creepy pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this was a huge thing, the huge boon, Chuck E. Cheese and Showbiz Pizza. Uh, we're making money hand over fist, 280 locations, as we mentioned. Um, and this inspired knockoffs, most of which were regional businesses. Like we have Chuck E. Cheese at home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a big one that ultimately ended up getting folded in, uh, but I was surprised to learn was around in the in the 80s, was Peter Piper Pizza. Uh, which mm-hmm. lacked the stage show, but had everything else. Like it was just a straight up pizza arcade. Yeah. Yeah. Which call me back when you get a robot. <laughs> uh, Sega had PG Pizzazz, PJ Pizzazz in 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main character was a robot named Pizza. Or uh, named, named PJ. Or uh, named PJ. <laughs> I thought it was a robot named Pizza. <laughs> uh, a little uninspired, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, PJ looks cool. And I, I, I would have I would have enjoyed a PJ's Pizza. Yeah. You'd also have Sega Arcade games, which are really good. Yeah. Uh, of, of note to me specifically, and then also listeners of the show, uh, Bullwinkles, which is based on Rocky and Bullwinkle, mm-hmm. uh, that one is in uh, Wilsonville, uh, near my house, mm-hmm. not near my house, but like, you know, 45 minute hour long drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first fun center episode is at Bullwinkles. I thought that was, I, I, I thought that seemed familiar. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. We have done an episode covering Bullwinkles. Also, I went to Bullwinkles a couple of weeks ago. You did. Uh, yeah. And did uh, mini golf. I did outdoor stuff because it's, you know, still COVID times, even mm-hmm. though mask restrictions have gone away here. Mm-hmm. Uh, did mostly outdoor stuff. Uh, played mini golf and everything like that. They've totally revamped it. Uh, gotten rid of the animatronics. Oh, there, there's no longer. So Bullwinkles had a little like corner show where there was a Rocky and Bullwinkle and then a tiny Boris and Natasha that pop off from off screen. Uh, when I watched it here, uh, when I lived in Oregon, it's, uh, it was, the voice was so distorted. It was very hard to make out <laughs> what Rocky and Bullwinkle were doing or saying. Yeah. Now it's it's just Rocky and Bullwinkle themed adult arcade with like a bowling alley and a bar called Bad Nicks, huh? Uh, and stuff, and huh. and the best mini golf in in the area that I found, like yeah. a really good mini golf course. I mean, it was really good when we went. Uh, like that was that was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, did did they fix the batting cages? Because that was my biggest disappointment. Was the batting cages they, did uh, not have the 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 ball would not even reach the plate. <laughs> they got rid of the batting cages. Ah, damn. Uh, they got rid of a lot of stuff to make room for this bowling alley. Mm. 
Um, so now they have like a kid's jungle gym thing. Gotcha. Apple Winkles. But you can no longer get the robots. Something happened to that fucking robot. It's around. You know? So some, somebody's around. got it. And I don't have room in my house for a Bullwinkle, but I have room in my house for a Rocky. <laughs> I, I have no affection for that property, but like an no. animatronic robot. Yeah. Man. Oh, or I mean, even just the Boris and Natasha. Come on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> a, a tiny little Jason Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But there are, I mean, just so many of these, just way too many to name. I just, I, I have a, I have a couple of ones that just like the names were funny. Uh, John mm-hmm. Philip Tuba. Let's <laughs> go to this John is, this Philip Tuba's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to John Philip Tubas for pizza. Yeah. Uh, man in a marching band costume with a sousaphone. He plays the sousaphone. <laughs> uh, a chipmunk sidekick, uh, Pablo Pistachio, which is pretty good. Could could have just gone with that. Yeah, call it call it Pablo Pistachios. That like that makes yeah. more sense to me than John Philip Sousa. Come on. <laughs> If I had a, a time machine, I would go to Fuzzy Wuzzy's Wizards, yeah. hosted by a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm curious about Mark Twain's Riverboat Playhouse. Yeah, is that is that full of prostitutes? <laughs> like like a Mark Twain regular ris- riverboat might be. <laughs> you know, is that is that Maverick themed? <laughs> yeah. Well, here, this is the Maverick room, and this is the Quick and the Dead room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's the Young Guns Two room. Oh my gosh! Uh, also, I'm curious about Jeepers. Uh, yeah, hosted hosted by a monkey. That seems fun. Uh, we mentioned Discovery Zone. Discovery Zone came along in the 90s uh, and started eating the lunch mm-hmm. of, uh, of these things. Discovery Zone's concept was that it was all obstacle course. Yes. Basically. And I could still go for that. Yeah. People who listen to Abject Suffering are very familiar with my desire for an adult obstacle course that is not yes. at Paris Island or any other like marine you know, boot camp kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, you see one of those around here. There's like an adult uh, tra- trampoline place. Hmm. I think Will's done. Nice. So when uh, I went to, uh, me and Liv have been going to fun centers recently. We didn't actually make it to Chuck E. Cheese okay. because we got fun centered out, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, failure of research, but I went to a lot of different ones. Uh, I have been to a, to a Bullwinkles recently. Nice. Um, there was an indoor skydiving place nearby that I might try. Oh, that's it's a... like where they, they do the fan. Yep. Like you can get yourself vitality. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, vitality, eternal champions. <laughs> like, murdered yeah you know <laughs> just and they just bury you in a salsa jar <laughs> yeah and send it to your next of kin with a little label with your face on it like hold up a chip <laughs> just, just give her the, like, the double thumbs up and a grin <laughs> yeah you take a picture holding these poblano peppers before you're skydiving why <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> but I could see you doing that because, like, the worst case scenario is I fall on a piece of metal. Yeah, it's yeah. not like the worst case scenario in real skydiving. Yeah, <laughs> for uh, the, my uh, my niece uh, got a uh, she she got to do that here recently. Her her birthday hmm. present her her, uh, her Christmas presents were to get to do indoor skydiving uh, and then to go do a uh, like a like a dolphin swimming experience. Wow, what a birthday! Yeah. That's awesome. She cried. She bawled crying when she opened those when she opened those tickets up. Yeah, uh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, I think that I mean, go do it. It sounds and looks like a lot of fun. The uh the, oh, yeah. the we, we, we definitely will. I've I've got a, a girlfriend now who likes doing shit. So like nice. once we feel completely, you know, COVID immune, <laughs> we're gonna do everything. It's gonna be nice. Great. 
there were some adult themed ones. Uh, the one that I saw was Gadgets. Uh, this was adult themed. It had an animatronic pianist named Sammy Sands. A press photo says it offers a special blend of memorable music and sophisticated patter. Uh, it I'm sounds sure. like the most awful okay. thing imaginable. <laughs> Very sophisticated. Uh, <laughs> Nolan Bushnell tried to get in an adult ones as well. It opened up Zaps, which was a singles bar and arcade uh, in Cupertino in 1983. Uh, dance floors, MTV would play video monitors in the bathroom, playing Chippendales, <laughs> women, and, uh, you know, topless dancing for the men. Mm-hmm. And had a uh, the equivalent of the teen pregnancy booth, the adult <laughs> pregnancy tunnel, <laughs> and a tunnel of love that you would go through. Yeah. Let's go, let's go fuck in this arcade. Uh, they haven't invented the, the, the Jurassic Park shooter cabinet yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also had an excuse booth there and I had to look this up. There's a, there, there's a news, uh, like a, like a news, uh, package that was done about, about this, which, which is really interesting. And this is a neat idea. It's like a very early, early eighties, late seventies kind of deal. Uh, it is a phone booth that was in the bar where you could pick a number of background sounds um, to play in order to make it uh, make an excuse for why you weren't at home. So if you needed to lie to your to, to, to your wife um, about why yeah. you why you were here, you could you know play the sound of like a train saying, "Oh, I'm stuck. It's going to be a while. This train's passing by." Blah blah blah. Um, and it just uh, put uh, made your lies a little bit more believable. It, it's what uh, what happens at the beginning of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, what Johnny Depp does. It's, it's yeah. It's very weird that they systematize that. Um, so it couldn't go on forever. Nope. Uh, Showbiz Pizza grew really rapidly. You know, uh, they would open up locations right next to each other, which <laughs> feels really foolhardy to me. Yeah. But I guess the animatronic pizza mania was such that, you know, you could maybe want to go to both of them. When you're making all of your decisions from a cocaine hot tub, like. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Um, but it was a huge deal. Uh, like 1981, Chuck E. Cheese, their growth outpaced Pizza Hut and McDonald's, which is wild mm-hmm. to think of. Um, they did an IPO. They were uh, opening a new restaurant every nine days. That's that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they expanded internationally. Uh, so it uh, in Australia, it's called Charlie Cheese's Pizza. Because Chuck means to throw up over there, which it also means here. Yeah, up Chuck. But yeah. we we associate it with the uh, the rug rat of the same name mostly. <laughs> um, but there's a problem. This restaurant, you know, had huge novelty, could bring people in, but it wore off. People did not want to keep going to it. Like you go once. Yeah. And they're opening. You know, they it's literally what happens to every fucking venture capitalist visionary. Like it's always disco stew if these trends continue. <laughs> like we're we're like, making our decision to expand while it's still in the honeymoon phase. It's it's so silly, and it just feels like probably a mistake that Nolan Bushnell should have learned from. Mm-hmm. By this point, I mean the 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 the, tr- the trick is to make your exit and then leave somebody else holding the bag. And he did a lot of that to you. To yeah. be fair. It's what he did with Atari. Yep. You know, like he, because uh, the the video game crash came along in 1983, which we talked about before. That would be a good uh, special. Yeah. 
uh, a good topics issue uh, episode at some point. It's really well documented, but it's interesting mm-hmm. to talk about. Yeah. Um, so this put put a damper on things. People just were not as into video games. The arcades were more resilient to yeah. that than the home market, but they weren't entirely resilient. No, no. And the overexpansion made them really fragile um, to something like that. And th- that's weirdly mirrored today. Um, yes. Actually. Uh, but, um, so all of this expansion, you know, you know, Bushnell kept taking profits from the company and like using them for other ventures, you know, uh, specifically from Chuck E. Cheese instead of reinvesting into the company itself, which doesn't really seem, doesn't really seem wise. All of this kind of, uh, kind of came together, forced Chuck E. Cheese into bankruptcy in 1984, uh, where the original chain pretty much died and was about to be liquidated. Uh, and Bushnell was forced to resign as the CEO. Uh, it was bad times. Yeah. yeah. Showbiz was still staying alive at this point. Uh, they had been more wise with their money because they didn't have a Bushnell in the house. <laughs> uh, so they could buy uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Brock stepped down in this process there. Yeah. Uh, and Showbiz slowed down openings. Uh, they had this huge inventory of Rockefeller sets, but they couldn't sell them. Right. Um, you know, Fechner and his team was told to, you know, to make tons of these things for this boom time. Um, but they were expensive and they ended up just sitting around. This is how fans have bought their own sets. Mm -hmm. Um, There are no more current mint in box. Yeah. Rockifiers. But as of like 12 years ago, there were. Yes. So it's, it's pretty recent history. Mm -hmm. Um, And Fechner did not want to do this to buy Chuck E. Cheese. No. Uh, They were the competition. There's a quote in the thing where he's like, I didn't want to join them. I want to kill them. (laughs) You see, he he is a principled guy. I'll give him that. (laughs) Yeah. And again, this turned out to be kind of a smart move. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe. You know, uh, Fechner is still around and doing stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he wouldn't give the rights to Rockefeller to the new corporation. The corporation yeah. was going to do it without him. He, he owned a minority stake. Um, he was like, no, these characters mean something. And I, I believe that he believes that. I think that he's a true believer yeah. In, yeah. in his creative work. He's like, these can go on to do things other than pizza restaurants. Yeah. His speed thought um, they could be like, you know, like this can be a cartoon. There can be movies, you know, like yeah. this, uh, it's, it, this is, this is not the end point for them. Yes, uh, because they uh, they ended up selling the company, but not the characters. They ended up taking the skins of Chuck E. Cheese characters and putting them over the superior Rockefeller T1 D800 skeletons. <laughs> yeah, uh, this was a process called uh, called concept, concept unification. unification, which is yes. a, a, like that name combined with the training videos with the ultra calm music and VO as the uh, as as the it's identity a Yanni song. Is it a Yanni song? It's a Yanni song. It's a very, (laughs) very soothing Yanni song. And they they teach you how to deconstruct a rock of fire and turn it into a Chuck E. Cheese. It's the most menacing thing. I like. It's amazing. Uh, Of course, on TV tropes, they're talking about how some torpers are moved to tears. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, uh, but I I love that, that phrase concept unification because it shows up in every bit of text around this. Uh Uh-huh. It can't just be like a merger. No. It has to have its own special little like scary name. <laughs> no reason. Uh, uh. I, I love it. It's uh, uh go look, do yourself a favor. Look up videos of the, of the concept unification training 
uh, because mm-hmm. it is it, like even if you don't find it scary, it's at least interesting, you know, to see yeah. you just the uh, man they 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 kind of barely put any effort into uh in, into uh, merging the two. Yes. Uh, so it has had its share of lawsuits, most of which fairly recent. Yeah. These uh, are the ones I could find. find. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there were, but you know, as a society, we become more litigious, mm-hmm. not trying to bill mar it, but it's yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2011, a woman named Denise Keller filed a class action lawsuit for $5 million in damages, claiming the games encouraged gambling. Yeah. Uh, won't somebody think of the children? <laughs> uh, that is uh, horseshit. If, if playing skee-ball is gambling, fuck off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, this, this was a so. thing that I heard even before that, like when I had my, our, you know, my arcade birthday, one of my friend's moms was just kind of sitting there and didn't look really pleased. And I just heard her say like, oh, this is just getting kids ready for gambling. So that was in the air. Yeah. Um, uh, was, was, was dumb. Deal. yeah. Uh, especially with like a lot of them are undeniably games of skill mm-hmm. and most of them are arguably games of skill. Yeah. You know, uh, and this stuff got settled with pinball, mm-hmm. uh, like know, a long it, it, time ago. <laughs> no, I, yeah, exactly. Like this, this is established. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's not gambling if if there's a skill to it. This this case was thrown out basically on yeah. grounds of standing. Like, yeah, you know, okay. So even if your kids did play this, they went into it willingly. They weren't like goaded, you know. So yeah. and like you took your kids to the place, so. <laughs> it's pretty easy to avoid a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. I do it every day. <laughs> uh without and, even trying. Uh there there are just somewhat like kind of scary events that happened as well. Again, because this mm-hmm. is recently, this isn't like, you know, getting chlamydia from the ball pit. This is like a you know, Texas family suing for a million dollars because their daughter was injured playing the stand-up VR game called Vortex V3. Um, mm. like the, so there was nobody around to help her when she got hurt doing this thing. Uh, but the, oh, go ahead. Yeah. The, the lack of staff is a, a real through line. Yes. Through a lot of these. Yeah. Nobody to respond. You have people just being stuck in these situations, uh, for, uh, for, for, for a while. Uh, but like the, the case kind of hinged on, there's supposed to be this 30 page instruction manual with, with the machine and it wasn't there. Um, mm-hmm. and I cannot imagine anybody reading that thing like that. Like that is a piece of legal fiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, especially before playing a game, yeah. these things, uh, the 2021 is great. This, uh, Oregon woman sued for a thousand dollars, which is paltry for yeah. what happened. Her hair got caught in one of the ticket munchers, which is a thing you fed the tickets into. Now it's just all done through cards like David Buster's or whatever, mm-hmm. but a uh, ticket muncher would eat your tickets and she was left without assistance for 20 minutes. That's wild. The machine was eating her hair uh-huh. <laughs> and she had to sit there for 20 minutes, like yelling for help and nobody was helping her. Uh-huh. And she only sued for a thousand bucks. That's wild. What a bargain. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, um, we'll, we'll, we'll settle for $200. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. We'll, we'll settle for some free tickets and tokens. <laughs> Uh, in 2021, a Philadelphia mom sued because uh, a fidget spinner themed um, ticket machine called Spinner I saw Frenzy. That. I, yeah. When I played at Bullwinkles, they had Spinner Frenzy. Oh, yeah. Uh, you should have stayed away from it because it weighs 390 pounds and can tip over um, onto mm-hmm. a small child. 
um, because you know this one wasn't secure. Who do you think I pushed it on? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd do it again. <laughs> do it again. Like, uh, but this scares. What's wrong? I'm I'm Bill Maher. <laughs> what's wrong with kids today? <laughs> uh, the kid was only trapped under it for 15 seconds, but that was enough. He had like minor minor fractures. It was a young kid too, and just a, you yeah. know, they basically had really good ground for emotional distress. Like that'd be a I mean a, a nightmares. God, well, especially this thing that you love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you fidget spinner used to be my entire yeah. life. Then it became the sum yeah. of all my fears. <laughs> yeah, no, no good, no good. Uh, a big controversy here. Uh, Shane Dawson posted a video um, about this rumor that Chuck E. Cheese recycled pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this exposed through a video by the food theorists, uh, which I did not realize there was a food theorist YouTube channel. But I was like, oh <sighs> man. Um. They say they do not recycle pizza. It should be worth noting what we mean by recycled pizza is just pizza that isn't eaten is sold again. Right, right. Recycling pizza sounds a lot weirder. Uh, <laughs> like it is. It, it, if they do that, then it's uh, you know, like it's not good. No, <laughs> it's like but it's not taking pizza reconstituting into new pizza right right um uh, yeah uh chuck e cheese denies it uh the explanations that i've seen for how the for how the different pieces end up uh like that uh mm-hmm. like why the pizzas look like that are also like not not entirely satisfying uh yeah, yeah. but it was i'm not gonna eat cheese pizza no at this point uh just not worth the risk <laughs> when i was uh, this is a, a side note, but I just thought about it. When I was at uh, Bullwinkles, okay, they had a game there uh, that is was a bootleg Plants vs Zombies, so it had a bunch of the uh, characters and designs and stuff. But and it was a shooter where zombies would come at you. But what you shot was a water cannon that actually sprayed the screen with water. Huh? Like you got pretty wet. Yeah, it. it was really bizarre. Unless. Okay, unless that is actually hooked up to a line, what that what that water is is a tank that it, that that hits and then falls back down and is recycled. Uh, oh, absolutely! Some, someone could piss in that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you could piss on the screen if you wanted to dual wield. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could go. You could go John Woo Akimbo with it and take out twice as many zombies if you've had a big soda. Oh, those are pro strats, is what that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you speed run the the water squirting plants versus zombies knockoff game. Um, it was really bizarre. Yeah. They also had um a beat saber set up with a with a VR helmet. And I was like, why are you letting these little grubby kids like no. very expensive piece of piece of hardware? Yeah. I mean beat saber's fun, yeah. but I don't know. That's yeah. Well beat saber beat saber needs to have music worth listening to. Well, true. But uh, it's it's it, almost fun. I mean it's 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 uh, fun, it's fun in the hands. Yeah. Yeah, the concept is good. Yeah. It's just uh, modern rhythm games don't know how to make music. Nope. Or how it to sucks. use music that's good. Yeah. yeah. Real real bummer. Uh let's talk about kind of the modern days, you know, some of the mm-hmm. some of the ways that uh things changed and then kind of what led to you know to where they're at now kind of in the immediate term here in the spring of 2022. Yes. Uh so they started scaling back the animatronics in the 2000s. Uh, they've started phasing them out in 2017. What's interesting about this uh, is that it feels like franchisees are given a lot of freedom. Yes. At this point. So you can, if you go to a Chuck E. Cheese now, it is a coin flip, whether it's going to have an animatronic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they've started phasing them out officially, but it's not like there was a huge mandate. Yeah. It's not like they were all ripped out forcefully. Yes. So they still exist. It Mm kind of just depends though. You can't, uh, there's no guarantee you're going to get a robot. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, these are kind of officially being replaced, you know, in whatever new locations there are and where animatronics are pulled out by kind of these hourly dance parties that are hosted by a person in a, in a Chuck E. Cheese suit. Uh, the like the the suits like the character suits have been there from the beginning. These walk around characters is, is is what they call them. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember you know even very young, uh, asking piercing questions about this fiction. Like okay, if Chuck E. Cheese is walking around right here, who's on the stage? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How can there be a Santa in every mall? Right. The uh, yeah I I don't who gives a shit about a mascot character? Right. Like who cares enough about Chuck E. Cheese, the person to care that someone's dressed up as him? Like I cannot imagine wanting this without the robot. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not, that's the impressive part. I'm not going to put the, this person's business out on front street, but they're a listener and they're somebody who I went to high school with by the time I was in uh, high school and working at the mall, uh, they had put in a Chuck E. Cheese at the mall, um, mm-hmm. which is the, it was the only place that served alcohol. You know, so you could go there and get a get a Bud Light or whatever. Yeah, Coors Light from directly yeah. from Pascali's nip. <laughs> uh, but uh, but the, but this friend of mine um, worked uh, uh, like wore uh, as the suit. You know, like he like he would mm-hmm. put on he would put on the suit. Apparently, it was a goddamn nightmare walking around in that thing. All of those things sound like a nightmare. Oh yeah, kids kids like, would hit him and stuff. Like uh, yeah. hot, and you get hit in the crotch a yeah. lot. Yeah, this person's a listener, and they know, they they know who they are. Uh, please write in about that if you feel comfortable doing it. But oh yeah, you can yeah. use a pseudonym, please, if you want. <laughs> like, oh my nuts. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So uh, switching those dance parties, they're also like they made changes to the menu to make it appeal more to parents, which improving the food would never be that much of a problem, really. But like, I don't know, parents are just kind of there grudgingly anyway. So like offering gluten free options. Yeah, maybe for kids who are gluten intolerant, but I don't think that's going to necessarily. Uh, They switched to cards instead of tokens and tickets, which is less fun. Yeah. Uh, one of the, my favorite things on the showbiz pizza.com website is a, a gallery of just the different tokens. Oh, so nice. God, I love when arcades, we each have like a bespoke mm-hmm. little printed token. That's so cool. I wish I kept more of um, them. Yeah. Me too. I wish I had every one of them. I did again. If I had a time machine, mm-hmm. like I'd waste it. <laughs> uh, the big thing that happened here is the same thing that happened to arcades initially. Like arcades are coming back. Uh, in a big way as a yeah. cool thing for adults to do, but video games are no longer a rarity for kids, right? You know, adults go to arcades because you can drink and they're, they're kind of cool and they recognize it's like, this is not about value necessarily or novelty. This is about a fun place to be and spend 10 bucks. Yeah. Um, for kids, they have, uh, every video game at home and on their phone and the car, like they do not need to play, you know, fruit slicer or whatever, right. fruit ninja yeah. in, in a Chuck E. Cheese. No, and that that's honestly like you know for like a fruit ninja machine like with a connect was you know yeah. a, 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 that that is a machine that is there it's like okay yeah it's on a bigger screen but it's still it's still fruit ninja yep. yeah exactly uh covid19 was tough on them yes um that obviously you know just having to shut down their physical locations mm-hmm. for a long time or just even when they're open getting hugely reduced traffic yeah uh Absolutely, really, really tough on selling with this much overhead. Yeah. Um, we mentioned this before. They started sneakily uh, selling their food <laughs> on delivery apps with Pasquale's uh, pizza and wings. 
uh, should be they should probably just go away just because of that. Yeah, absolutely it's, dastardly Nolan move. For, <laughs> I know he's not part of the company, but like God, that I mean, has it's it's, Nolan, it's, it's Bush Nolan spirit for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, they they probably could have weathered the uh, the 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 pandemic. It would have been good, but the real death now, um, which is this is just a common story about a lot of things from your you know that you, that, that you grew up with, uh, like Toys R Us. Um, uh, the villain is private equity firms and leverage buyouts. Uh, they were bought mm-hmm. by Apollo Global Management in 2014, uh, which, uh, God, okay, we're going to buy you, but you still owe us money? That's really <laughs> weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, expenses were rising. Uh, uh, the, the, all of this is information from uh, a YouTube channel that you introduced me to, Gary, uh, the company man. Um, expenses yes. were rising, and they probably could have uh, survived it with minor cuts. But like the year of this acquisition, their debt tripled to over a billion. Um, yeah. And the, uh, <laughs> the interest payments uh, caused them to go under. Yeah. Uh, same thing happened to Toys R Us. Yes. Which sucks. Again, if I had a toy time machine, have you seen that uh, that gallery or that video of the guy who redesigned his basement to be a 1992 Toys R Us? No. Oh, wow. That would have been the... toys the... on the shelf and stuff. Like, <laughs> it's incredible looking. <laughs> like, man, that shit kills me. Yeah. I just... Uh, uh, I'm getting old, man. <laughs> it's fine. I, I've always been like this. Like I've always like, oh yeah, I like this thing from when I'm a kid. But mm-hmm. it's gotten so powerful. Yeah. No, it's nice. Like, to, I mean, enjoy it. Enjoy it, and just be like honest with yourself. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nostalgia can feel good. It's, yeah. Yeah. Just, just uh, for the dumbest ass shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Taking a time machine, going to to Showbiz Pizza and Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. You know, very fond memory when I went to the closing Toys R Us. That was like I had to go several towns over. Mm-hmm. But when those are closing, I'm like, I'm gonna go say goodbye to Toys R Us. Yeah, and found out that there are a lot of toys uh, that are just toilets and poop. Yep, at the time. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so Chuck E. Cheese like experiences haven't gone away. As we mentioned before, arcades are back in a big way. Yeah, uh, great arcades. Um, there are also fun centers. So there are restaurant, bar, arcade kind of things like Dave and Buster's, GameWorks, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, game uh, game GameWorks where I got trapped in a in, in a machine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it will again. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it still so. keeps on happening. Um, yeah. So I have uh, this is I mean, again, I keep uh, I mentioned I've been keep going to fun centers. There is an arcade in the suburbs of Portland. OK. That next time you come out and visit, uh, we we should take another an extra day mm-hmm. to make sure you see it. OK. Um, it is, uh, what is the name of it? It's in Hillsboro. It's this weird passion project of this guy who used to collect lunch boxes <laughs> and his son collected arcade machines. It's a pinball museum. Okay. They, there are no pinball machines that I've ever heard of other than Goliath and Joust Okay. that they don't have. Uh, they have, uh, it's a, it's like a huge warehouse, so it's gigantic and is full of like props. Like instead of wallpaper, they just have stuff on the walls. Okay. Behind shelves, it is a blast. It's nice. real cool. Um, it's free. It's a free play thing. You don't pay per per go, mm-hmm. and you. It's just like a really good pinball time. It's where I played that. Uh, I told you that. Um, that light gun or that shooting game that oh. was untranslated that had haunted house practical effects. Oh yeah. yeah. No, you sent me a picture of that. Okay. No, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, yeah I definitely. Dark Omen three D. 
I think it's <laughs> called. Nice. Um, yeah, we we gotta go to that. Yeah. It makes me want to move to Hillsboro, and Hillsboro is not cool. <laughs> uh, but I would go to this thing all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It is, it is must-see. It's like I talked to the guy, uh, it's a small family business, and I was like, there's gotta be a story behind this, right? And the guy's like, Yeah, like I'm one of six employees, you know, it's this passion project and stuff. I want we want to have there to be a reason to come here. Mm-hmm. It's like very sweet and it's doing great. Yeah. Next level, next level arcade. Awesome. Uh that's called. It's awesome. So free a little free buzz marketing mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. So yeah. um, so uh, the, so the, there are places like that, and there's you know, Dave and Buster's, those big places. But you know, like we said at the beginning, uh the legacy is the animatronics and kind of the um inherent horror uh to them mm-hmm. you know five nights at freddy's kind of bottled that um made it into a uh a real big uh, real big deal um and also like the, the youtube has been a has been a big uh a big thing as well uh both uh kind of seeking out and making videos of these uh these shows and also uh showing <laughs> all of these in various levels of disrepair uh god just the galleries of you yes. know the, the 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 horrific horrific um uh state of some of these look up billy bob's wonderland uh to see video of a of an especially broken down show where all yeah, of the a modern uh, rock of fire explosion where they're not maintaining them yeah where all of the uh where all the characters eyes are rolled back and you know fat, fat Stronimo doesn't really move his hands just kind of twitch <laughs> yep He's, everyone's a, an addict character from the colorado space <laughs> at this point it's, it reminds you of that tweet about the cup from Beauty and the Beast. Where it's like, that cup was real. It's just a bunch of dust in a Ziploc bag. They'll let you see it if you want. It still moves. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, it's real, real, real wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good way to see a lot of this stuff is to uh, watch the Rock of Fire Explosion documentary. Yeah. Uh, this is for free on YouTube. Uh, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I like, I really like this documentary, uh, directed by Brett Whitcomb. Um, and it, uh, basically focuses around a couple of characters, primarily Fechner. You get a lot of Fechner, mm-hmm. um, who the main takeaway I got was his wife, uh, who <sighs> met as a groupie. Yeah. For this stuff. Uh, you know, who's very young. I, I think it's, uh, I, I think the, 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 the Twitter age gap brigade is, you know, yeah. you know, misguided, you know, there's an awful lot of, uh, jumping at shadows on that. Um, but if, 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 if the person, if the thing you have in common <laughs> with the person who mm-hmm. ultimately becomes your partner is they grew up as a small child uh consuming the thing that i made was that when i was in my 30s mm-hmm. um i don't know yeah. that th- th- that is strange from the outside not, that that is that that is unseemly <laughs> it's not great she seems happy but yeah. it's not great yeah uh the uh the other main character of this is this guy named uh chris thrash yeah uh, i love this who, guy <laughs> uh, this guy is so like fascinating yeah to me uh he really challenges my you know, inherent prejudices because he comes off like a real, like hillbilly you know, super he, he comes good old boy off, kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like good old boy. He kind of like, he just drinks Mountain Dew, mm-hmm. you know, he, he comes off, uh, but he's obviously got a noggin on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loved rock. Of, he just like a man who knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves rock of fire explosion, managed to buy a set. Yeah. Uh, and got internet fame by programming them to do modern songs. Yeah. Uh, which you can watch all those on video 
uh, on YouTube, and he does little birthday parties for kids in the neighborhood. Yeah, he never charges. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so good. It's so sweet. Like, you know, and they have the interviews with these kids who are just like, yeah, it's real fun uh-huh. to like go into this guy's garage and he just sets up a show, like uh-huh. an individual personal show for like five or six kids. <laughs> it's wild. Oh, I love it. You know, and like he, he programs, like he, he's learned how to mm-hmm. program these things, um, in order to do these new, uh, in order to do these new songs. Uh, which even though I, I don't care for Hey There, Delilah, it is interesting to see this band perform it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you can, there are better songs as well. Yeah. You can see, like, you, there's a lot of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. like, and he just, he, he just worked. He's, he did, a, he, like, he, he, he worked at a car, he, he had a main job at a car dealership. He had a part-time job as a DJ at a roller rink where he married his yep. wife. Met his wife. Yeah. yeah. Uh, met and got Love married it. there. Uh, just, uh, just he did, he mowed lawns and stuff to save up enough money after he contacted Fector uh, in order to uh, say, like, yeah, uh, can I can I buy this thing? Will you give one of these up? He eventually just kind of made, made this happen. Yeah. Uh, Fechner does uh, a tour of the warehouse, which is largely unchanged mm-hmm. during this, which is also really interesting to watch. Yeah. It's, uh, I also think he comes off as a dick and I don't like his super young wife. I find those scenes really melancholy. Yeah. Like him picking up the tool. That's like, you know, this was used for this and it hasn't been touched in 20 years. Like yeah. somebody could just pick this up and start doing it again. Like that, that gave me, you know, old capitalism, you know, sadness feels. Yeah, no, the, the definitely the melancholy was there. Just there, there, there were times where when he was talking, what came through was this bitterness, which yeah. he has reason, you know, I think, I, I think to be bitter, but like, it was kind of like, ah, man, you got to move on. <laughs> he, he certainly, yeah, he definitely needs to let it die. Yeah. Uh, he currently, after this, I looked him up and he had a, a website that's currently down, but it's up for a little while where he's auctioning off bits of this stuff. So you yeah. get like an original, you know, Mitzi mozzarella rubber mask, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, he's just selling parts of this thing. Yeah. I, I, I got a lot of tragedy from that guy. Mm-hmm. This guy who like designed a, you know, a super fuel efficient car. Like he's, <laughs> he's real, like, you know, there's a real spirit of innovation to that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I just said it was, it was a vibe thing. I don't know that I can defend it. It was just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> so some of the vibes are off for yeah. sure. Like in text, I want to respect him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there are other characters in this too. Like the, um, uh, the, there's the uh, webmaster of showbizpizza.com and just a handful of other people, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. re- real, real dweebs. And I say that with all affection in my heart. Uh, like yeah. it's, it's just, it is really interesting to see people talk about things that they're passionate about. Um, you know, and kind of give their backstory, uh, and, uh, just kind of reflect on certain aspects of this thing. And the, the, the whole, the whole deal, especially the non-factor parts, um, that feel very American movie to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yep. Lovable weirdos who are explaining their passion and their passion is weird and their passion is intense. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and just, and it, it, it is, it's very charismatic. It's like, Hey, go for it. You guys, it makes you happy. Yeah. Love it. Something really sweet about somebody who had a dream as a kid and then like achieves it. Mm-hmm. And you know, like uh, dreams change. Like I, that hasn't been my experience at all. Yeah. You know, but I, I do, I do respect this idea of like, I've always wanted that and now I have it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and just the, the, the Chris Thrash feels incredibly genuine in it. Like he says, you know, uh, yeah, you know, just uh, I, I, I'm grown up and I had that dream as a kid. I'm going to respect that. Yeah. I'm going to go after it because I had that dream for a reason, you know? 
So he lives in that little modest house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's. I like that guy a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Good. Uh, you know, there aren't a lot of they don't get Nolan Bushnell on the documentary, so there's no villain. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. you know, in it, uh, even though he doesn't come off super well. Mm during it yeah he's so. he, he he is an unseen force and yeah the villain and this is capitalism yeah as always as always yeah well <laughs> worth watching and and again it's free yeah it's short too it's you know it's a it's like an hour hour and 10 minutes something like that yeah yeah uh that's about what we got yeah uh for this uh we called on a bunch of sources from this most of the ones that uh that you have here in the notes are the ones i did as well even though i spent a lot of time on the website yeah um their history so showbizpizza.com i spent a lot of time on mm-hmm. um there are also a bunch of youtubers we're gonna call out it's gonna sound silly because <laughs> we're gonna say things like mr cream of wheat man yeah he's there he's uh, but did a good job yeah <laughs> so. business insider uh is a big site yeah. that had a had a good uh like a, a kind of good good history good breakdown um, Company Man mm-hmm. uh, did that as well. Uh, Doplex. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yesterworld Entertainment had like a 35-minute documentary that was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, some blogs. Um, so it, and on Blogspot, All In for a Quarter, another mm-hmm. article. Yeah. Uh, McCart- McCarty Law, uh, There's No Biz Like Showbiz, yeah. another article there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's a really good oral history. Just If you just do a search for Chuck E. Cheese oral history, it's on Mel Magazine. Um, that got uh, some really good interviews uh, with Fector um, and with the original partner there, Brock. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. good, 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 good folks. It's a uh, it, it, it is neat. That, that's where we get like a lot of good detail. Like, oh, the machine's moving after they're turned off. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I love an oral history. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, let us know. We haven't done one of these in a long time. Let us yeah. know what you think of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if you think that we you know, stick to games, if you, there's, there's a nice way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You can do it in a nice way. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to see more of this stuff, let us know. Yeah. Obviously we had to fit around patron demands and, uh, and things like that, but, uh, it's fun. It's yeah. fun to take a break and, and do some research and, you know, yeah. yeah, go, 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 uh, go into the trivia minds and find, find stuff to goof about, um, and find a yeah. bunch of, a bunch of earnest weirdos um yeah. to uh, uh to kind of bask in the unironic uh, uh glow of their uh, of their of their individual passions yeah i i i think this was a fun episode i, I think I, that uh i feel good about it i agree um if you have any chuck e cheese memories you have until april 15th to uh go to duckfeed.tv slash contact and uh hit us up uh mm-hmm. this could be any animatronic weirdo yeah things so if not chuck e cheese showbiz could be anything yeah that's fine if you went to that band i really want to hear from you if you went to john philip tuba <laughs> yeah uh a- any of those uh, a special call for international listeners uh if you have uh, experience with a non-american version of this and a special call for anybody who worked at those places i want to yeah b- 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 backstage stuff is always interesting to me um yeah. if uh if fechner is obsessively searching his name <laughs> and find finds this stuff uh want to hear from you yeah so, sorry sorry as i said it got a bad vibe off of you bud <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> i like i i bet she gets it at least a little bit <laughs> get a real young wife but again she seemed happy to be there yeah yeah you know yeah. um yeah it's also uh if you have anything to say about the shrouded isle or death loop yeah that uh, deadline is uh, april 15th yeah go to duckv.tv slash contact 
and uh, uh, click the WAF button. If you have thoughts about multiple games, please put those in uh, as multiple responses. That makes it easier for us to get the dispatch episodes put together uh, for the end of the month. Uh, and also, we are looking for responses for our uh, May games, which are Fear and Hunger, Teardown, and Max Payne 3. The deadline for those is May the 15th. Yeah. Uh, if you have interest in uh, supporting us, getting those bonus episodes, those premium episodes, so Max Payne 3, Deathloop, uh, and all of our backlog of them, as well as shows like uh, Unfilmable or Bonfireside Chat covering Elden Ring now, mm-hmm. uh, that is $5 a month at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Yep. Uh, we really appreciate the swell and support. Yeah. Um, if you're hearing this, check out those other shows. Please do. We it'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel real good about the work we're doing right now. So, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully you do too. It is a good time for, um, the network. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, just a reminder, earlier release, that perk is going away at the end of April being replaced with, uh, more frequent dispatch cleanups, the, 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 uh, topic roundups, uh, episodes mm-hmm. and with a welcome pack, uh, for the $3 backers, uh, that's going to go into effect on May the 1st, uh, just in case you miss those announcements elsewhere. Yes. Uh, which means for people who get this on the early release, there'll be a week of no quote unquote, like new content, mm-hmm. but then everybody the shows at the same time. Yes. Um, which we think will be better. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's about it. Ratings, reviews on Apple podcasts, podcast addict. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Telling your friends. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and until next time, what should they watch out for? Uh, just go watch that documentary. Watch out for yeah, that documentary. <laughs> yeah. And Uncle Clunk, because he's here now. <laughs> Uncle Clunk is everybody's problem. <laughs> yeah. We have to come together. It's like the end of uh, Watchmen. <laughs> he's bringing society together. 